Welcome to the Lens Podcast, where we talk about current events, news, family, church, and life from a biblical worldview. We want to help people think about these things through the lens of the Bible. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Brian and Brian. Welcome to the podcast today. My name is Brian Hansen. And I'm Brian Solomon. Thanks for joining us today. And before we jump into our three segments of A View of the World, Your Place in the World, and What in the World, Brian, we've got to clean up some old business here. And, <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, we're going to rewind the hands of time and play a segment of our podcast from last time. And based on how the, uh, the Bengals came out yesterday... Uh, scoring on the first drive. Uh, I think that uh, they're going to do the same thing when it comes to the Chiefs, and they are going to pounce on those Chiefs before he can throw that spear. And the, the Bengals are going to take the win. Um, obviously, Brian, the, uh, the Eagles are going to come down and scoop up this win next week. Okay. All right, brother. Well, hey, listen, on the AFC Championship game, I, too, am picking the Bengals over the Chiefs, and then I'm picking the 49ers over the Eagles. And so that'll be the rubber match there. Okay. And I suppose uh, when the 49ers beat the Eagles, you'll be buying me an Americano. Okay. Uh, uh, An Americano is on the line one way or another now. And so that means, Brian, I owe you some coffee. Yeah, I think I'd like a hot latte of some kind, you know, maybe some honey in there. It'll, it'll be okay, Brian. It'll fair be enough, all right. Fair enough. So, so. I, obviously, you know, I picked the Bengals to win, and they lost a controversial game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, the headlines and the uh, sports pundits. Well, there's a lot to talk about it right now, Brian. And w- when you have so many people talking about uh, is the NFL rigged and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> this doesn't do anything. Anything to help the the, uh, the the scenario of, no, it's not. But anyway. uh, spoken by a couple of guys who live in Ohio. So <laughs> <laughs> the folks in Kansas City see it a different way. Uh, I'm sure. I'm but sure. Anyway, makes for good parody and, and, and fun things uh, to talk about. But speaking of things to talk about, Brian, uh, why don't you take us into a view of the world? Yeah, so so we're we're going to talk today about uh, the twelve aspects of a fool. Uh, our boss Ralph Drellinger has ri- written a Bible study on this, and uh, and basically the question is the the, the twelve indicators of um, that, that indicate what a fool is. And so as we look around, you and I were pondering a little bit ago, um, uh, looking through the headlines of the day's uh, uh, happenings, and basically you can put it in one of two categories. Basically. Not all of them, but the majority of them, a foolish decision or wise decisions, and most of them land on foolish decisions uh, that we see even in the in the headlines is going on uh, today. But yeah, so let me jump in real quick. I'm I'm just uh, pulled up one particular news site, and here's a couple of headlines. Right, NFL fans stunned and outraged over pivotal fourth quarter do over in the AFC Championship game. Wisdom or foolishness? Well, it probably depends on which sideline you're on, but we're going to land on foolishness. (laughs) Here's another one. All employees of a major U.S. city are forced into radical CR2-inspired training. You're kidding me. Foolishness? Foolishness. Or or wisdom. Here's another one. Uh, uh, Let's see. A nine-year-old makes ultimate prehistoric discovery on the U.S. coastline, finds a huge... A uh, mammoth shark tooth. It fits in uh, the palm of two hands. Oh my! Just, it's a monstrous thing. Oh my! So that's neither foolish no. nor 
wise. No, but it is but, what it is. Yeah, noteworthy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Uh, House Intel chair sounds alarm after the FBI seizes Biden's notebooks from Delaware. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm not even going to respond to that one. Right. I think we all know what that is. So we can walk through the, the, the news headlines and we can say, boy, you know, there's there's uh, some people making wise choices in this world. There's folks who are just making foolish uh, choices in this world. And like you said, our boss, Ralph Drolinger, wrote this uh, really powerful Bible study and 12 indicators of foolishness in office. The Bible study was aimed at political leaders, but right. really... These are 12 indicators of foolishness expressed in all facets of life, whether it be a home, a business, school, uh, community, work, whatever. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's 12 things. So Yeah. So, and, and um, what, what, it, what it does is it, it really gives context. Or the, the thing that does give context to it is the Word of God. Uh, the foundation of all truth being the Word of God really speaks into this. And so we are going to talk about, um, uh, about what the Bible says, and we are going to look at it in your place in the world. Okay, so let's do uh, rapid fire uh, style here, because yeah. because of time uh, constraints here. But but if we were to consider twelve indicators of foolishness, and as Ralph has listed out in his Bible study, let's begin with uh, with the first one. It's foolish to to dishonor your parents, and uh, we think about. Uh, uh, Proverbs chapter three verse thirty five. Um, it says, "The wise will inherit honor, but fools will display dishonor." Proverbs ten one says, "A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother." And so, the first indicator of foolish behavior in life is to dishonor your parents. Yeah. And in our culture today, what we see happening is in, in contrast to many of the other cultures in the world, we really our our culture is looking at, at age as um, uh, something that is not, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? But it, the, the older you are, the less relevant you are. Right. Whereas if you go into many other cultures. Yeah, shut up, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, uh, but many other, most other cultures, age has a, a supremacy to it. And well, a place wisdom of honor. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But in our culture here in the States today, you become irrelevant. You're behind the times. You're not with it. We don't really care what you have to say. And so that would be a uh, uh, an indicator of a person that is foolish in behavior and thinking. You know, Brian, uh, the very first job I got out of high school, I was hired by a, uh, a landscaper. He's a Christian man, and he hired uh, Christians for his crew. And uh, the interview for that job, I'll never forget it. He had me come over to his office, and I sat down with him, and he said, uh, I said, Brian, have you ever done landscaping work before? And I said, no, I've never done any landscaping work. And he says, well, uh, tell me about your relationship with your dad. Of all mm. of the questions yeah. that I could have been asked in this interview, he wanted to know what my relationship was like with my dad. Because if, if I didn't get along with my dad, if I didn't respect my dad, if I didn't listen to my dad, what makes him think that I'll listen to him as my prospective employer? Wow, great. Yeah. You talk about a wise interview question. So that's uh, uh, foolish indicator number one, to dishonor your parents. Foolish indicator number two is to go 
astray. Yeah, so in Proverbs chapter 5, it says, He will die for lack of instruction, and the greatness of his folly, in the greatness of his folly, he will go astray. And so this is really talking about the person that he has wise counsel in front of him. He has truth in, in front of him, and he knows what is right. He knows what is what is not right, and what does he tr- choose to do? He chooses to do that which is not right knowingly. That's he right. goes astray. And, you know, I, I think uh, even as you were talking uh, just previously here about your, your employer and what's your relationship like with your dad, you know, I look back on my own life and I remember those teen years. I think we all have the teen years where we're like, oh, my parents don't know anything you know, right. So I still have my parents uh, around today. And you know what I crave today? I crave. I think that's a prop, uh, an appropriate word. I crave to know what my dad thinks about any given issue, whether I agree with it or I don't agree with it. I want to know what he thinks and why he thinks it because it's so important to me. He's been around the block more. He's exercised wisdom more. I need to know uh, what, what, what they, what, what they think and why they think it. But the foolish to says the, the foolish person to go astray means I know what is right and I choose to not do what I know to be right or prosperous or virtuous or righteous. That's right. Yeah. So. No, it's good. Hey, foolish indicator number three, it's foolish to commit sexual sin. Proverbs 722 says, suddenly he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter. Uh, Proverbs 9, 13 to 18, this is a, uh, a pretty profound passage. He says, the woman of folly is boisterous. She's naive and knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of her house and on a seat by the high places of the city, calling to those who pass by, who are making their paths straight. Whoever's naive, let him turn in here, she says. And to him who lacks understanding, she says to him, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. And uh, all throughout Proverbs, you have the personification of wisdom. You have Lady Wisdom calling uh, to the the prudent man to follow her, and then you have a contrasted person, and that's the uh, uh, the the woman who is uh, uh, leads to folly. Yeah, no. and, and notice how how good it looks. I mean, she really makes it look appealing. Like, hey, why don't you come on in? You know, this is going to be good. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be okay. But but um, although it looks enticing, it looks easy. It looks like it's going to be um, uh, of. of you know, fun or good, good uh, repute, whatever. This is something where he says, this, this is foolishness. It's foolhardy to listen to this, this line of reasoning Mm. from the, um, you know, he's talking about the woman of folly is boisterous. She's naive and knows nothing, but she sits at the doorway and she's like, come here, sweetie pie. Yeah, come on. And um, and you have a choice to make right there. That's right. And he says, if you choose to go in, mm, foolhardy. You know, God has provided uh, boundaries for all of life. And those boundaries can be seen as handcuffs, restrictive. Mm-hmm. But to the follower of Jesus, the Christian, those boundaries are seen as freedom. I'm, I'm freed to do what God wants me to do 
through the help of the Holy Spirit. I don't have to give in to sexual sin. God has provided a place for me to experience all that He wants for me sexually, and that's within the the, the confines of of traditional marriage between a man and a woman, and uh, God is is good in that way. Hey, we could spend a whole episode on that. Let's move on. It's uh, foolish, Brian, to reject correction. Well, Proverbs uses the term understanding uh, to describe who are teachable from God's word and those who are open to being corrected by it, who desire growth and in, in, uh, confirmation and those who want to increase in discernment. According to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, fools are just the opposite <laughs> in attitude. Um, so so Proverbs 9, of course, m- most of these have their basis in, in the Proverbs. You're laughing about something. Oh, you know, as I read through this section, and, and I don't want to throw all my kids under the bus, but it's uh, <laughs> this is like a parenting section gone wrong here. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, man. So uh, Proverbs 10.8 says, The wise of heart will receive commands, but a babbling fool will be ruined. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, uh, I hate to throw my kids under the bus. That's, that's, I have too many stories of my own life. Uh, oh, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So but, uh, here's another one. Uh, <clears throat> Proverbs 14, 9, fools mock at sin, but among the upright, there is goodwill. Yeah. So so the, the, the question is, well, how do you determine if you are a person who rejects correction? So let's ask this question. If you're wondering, well, is that me or is that not? Okay. Here's a question for you. Would you consider yourself to be self-absorbed? closed off to discerning God's will in your life? Like, you know, you, you think, uh, I've got it under control, whatever it is, I can find my own way out. The degree to which you are is the degree to which you are foolish. Hmm. Uh, speaking of being self-absorbed. So develop an attitude of want and desire for God's truth. Hmm. And if, if that is something that's kind of, if, if understanding and discerning God's truth is something that's irrelevant to you, guess what? (laughs) There's a good indicator if you're foolish. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, the next one is, uh, it's foolish to mouth off. Uh, you've all been, or we've all been around people who just seem to shoot their mouths off. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know what, from time to time we're guilty of that too. And it's like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said what I said, but under this section here, it's foolish to mouth off. Um, Ralph has actually identified eight ways that a person could mouth off. And so let's kind of roll through this section pretty fast. So number one is. So uh, voluminous talking, just talking all the time. I think Mark, Mark Lowry, uh, the Christian (laughs) comedian said, um, I've, I might not always be right in my opinions, but I've never been lacking for opinions. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's just always talking. And, and so Proverbs chapter 10 says, he who winks the eye causes trouble and a babbling fool will be ruined. So it's, I, mean, I mean, we all know somebody that just can't stop themselves from talking. That's right. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, even a fool when he keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips... He is considered prudent. And so, uh, yeah, uh, voluminous talking. Uh, sometimes it's just better not to say anything at all. Uh, the second way it's uh, foolish to mouth off is slandering others. Proverbs ten eighteen says, He who conceals hatred has lying lips, and he who spreads slander is, is a fool. 
Yeah. And so, uh, so basically here it's, it's like, well, why don't we put the discipline into our, into our lives of, of building each other up of, of, uh, having positive things to say about other people or don't say anything about them at all if you can't find anything positive to say about That's them. That's right. Next, uh, gibberish prattle, uh, Ralph says. I, I don't know when the last time you said the word prattle, but uh, but Brian, uh, uh, Ralph notes that their gibberish speech is unintelligible or meaningless language. It's just kind of... Blah, 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 blah. It's almost like uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. You know, just meaningless <laughs> talking yeah. and sounds and that sort of thing. So the, the uh, Proverbs 12, the prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. And so, you know, you, you can be sitting around the supper table, you can be sitting around the meeting table at work or whatever, but just because you have a thought doesn't necessarily mean you have to share it. That's right. And uh, maybe uh, soak it all in, get the get the breadth of the conversation and, and uh, wait till the appropriate time to say something that really uh, speaks truth to the subject matter. Amen. Hey, the next way that uh, mouthing off is foolish is seen in uh, in the kind of comments that are destructive. Proverbs fourteen three says, "In the mouth of the foolish is a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will protect them." And in Proverbs twenty four nine it says, "The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men." Yeah, and I think uh, the book of James also talks about this, you know, where it talks about the the tongue is hard to bridle, you know, it, mm. it kind of has its own will. Um, it, it also talks about it being like the rudder of a ship, you know, mm. it can say something that's that's good and meaningful, or the same tongue, the same muscle of the body can say something that's so destructive and actually start wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, misleading statements is another foolish way of mouthing off. Uh, Proverbs 14, 8 says that the wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way, but the foolishness of fools is deceit. And Proverbs 17, 7 says, excellent speech is not fitting for a fool, much less are lying lips to a prince. Yeah. And so here, you know, it's uh, close cousins, deceit and lying. Um, you know, oh, I wasn't really lying. I was, yeah, it was a little deceitful, but no, no. Uh, close cousins, they're indicative of a heart bent on the the practice of fraud. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. The next way that it's uh, seen as, um, that mouthing off is seen as being foolish is, is a person who uh, just seems to be argumentative in their words all the time. Proverbs 18, verses 6 to 7 says, a foolish... Uh, excuse me, a fool's lips bring strife, and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. And so this person just is always using words to create strife, to stir up drama. Hey, have, have you heard about this? Did you, did you hear so-and-so said this? And it's just a constant... Uh, drip, drip, drip of drama. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, the you know, you go to a good tennis match, and and uh, you know, you have this volley going back and forth. They're on their own baselines, you know, hitting the ball, hitting the ball. But there's one person that continually comes to the net, and they're always aggressive. And it's just like, bam, 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 you know. And it's like, I don't like you very much. Get back, you know. Give me some space. The game is not fun anymore. That's right. That's right. right. Hey, uh, this next one is uh, we're still in this foolishness is seen in. <clears throat> in mouthing off, uh, 
Uh, we're almost at the end of this little parenthetical section, but this next one is talking over others. Proverbs 18, 13 says that, that he who gives an answer before he hears, it's folly and shame to him. Yeah. So this person's just always talking over you. So, uh, I, you know, you, you get something out of your mouth. You haven't even made your point yet. And the other person is just interrupting with their thoughts and their, their good answers. Yeah. The next uh, foolish way of mouthing off is a person who just can't stop cussing. It's just swearing and the use of profanity. A Proverbs 19, one says that better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than he who is perverse in speech and is a fool. And uh, it's just a foolish thing to be around people who just can't seem to get the profanity under control. And uh, it's a sign of foolishness. Yeah, you know, when I was coaching uh, basketball, little little tykes basketball, uh, there was a lot of language that would always make their way. And I was always surprised. From that, you? Uh, no. You're cussing no, at the kids? No. Oh, no. I was always surprised <laughs> that the, uh, at the language of the kids at the age that they were. And I would always tell them, you know, people who cuss or swear, it's because they have nothing better to say. They, they you know, their vocabulary is very limited, so they insert <laughs> these uh, swear words. But there might be some truth to that too yeah so okay anyway. so to end that section it's foolish to mouth off that was a lot of uh, examples of uh, foolish uh, ways to mouth off moving on to the next indicator of foolishness is that it's foolish to reject discipline uh, proverbs eleven twenty nine says he who troubles his own house will inherit wind and the foolish will be servant to the wise-hearted yeah and and here it's it's like uh um the, the the point of the proverb is that a fool cannot even purchase wisdom <laughs> because he has he thinks he has no need of it in the first place. That's so right. a fool thinks that they're wise, but they're actually making these foolish, nonsensical statements. That's right. Uh, next, it's foolish to display anger. Proverbs twelve sixteen says, "A fool's anger is known at once, but a prudent man conceals dishonor." Uh, it's uh, uh, it's foolish to have that short fuse. Yeah. So uh, aside from uh, what we call righteous indignation, mm -hmm. and an example of that might be where we see Jesus in the temple and he overturns the the money changers' tables right. and money's flying all over the place. If a person is known, if they're characterized by their short fuse, by their anger, really, what it is is a good indicator of is they're selfish. Mm. It's about them. It's it's uh, uh, their the, their own desires and uh, just just foolish behavior. That's right. That's right. Next, uh, Brian, it's foolish to lack humility. Proverbs fourteen sixteen says a wise man is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is arrogant and careless. So there, I mean, I th this is just a simple one. Arrogance is a sure sign mm. of foolish behavior. Mm. It just, um, so a la lack of humility that mm -hmm. comes across, nobody likes it. Uh, no, uh, everybody knows that what they're, what they're saying and doing is for their own gain. And they, that brings no wisdom to the table. That's right. All right. Next, uh, it's foolish to reject knowledge and throughout scripture, the pursuit of real knowledge or the real knowledge of God, gaining an understanding of his character and attributes. Well, that's tantamount to real wisdom. And, uh, Proverbs fourteen eighteen says the naive, inherit foolishness, but the sensible are crowned with knowledge. Proverbs 15, 14 says, the mind of the intelligent seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on folly. 
Yeah, and so here, Brian, we we can go all around the earth and we can find foolishness all day long. Mm. We can find foolish people, uh, the way that they think, the way that they act, the way that they, uh, uh, ju- ju- just their demeanor and, and how they, their, their worldview. Mm-hmm. And, but when you find somebody who exercises wisdom, you want to latch onto this person. And this is a good indicator of the type of person that you want to latch on to, right. uh, the person that, uh, is thirsty for knowledge. That's right. Who yeah. asks good questions right. and is really pursuing truth. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, next, uh, fools, uh, another indication of foolish behavior are uh, uh, this this idea that fools lack God's blessing. Yeah. So uh, Proverbs 13 says, desire realized is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools to turn away from evil. That's an incredible proverb there i mean it uh, in such a few words it has such profound truth but uh the the it's an abomination of fools to turn away from evil so in in other words it says they see evil and they're like yeah why wouldn't i go toward that (laughs) so i mean it doesn't make sense for them that they wouldn't so god uh in his graciousness blesses the wise and obedient uh, and given God's propensity to bless wise and obedient behavior, it follows that to lack blessing in life is directly proportional to foolish behavior. That's right. And a close cousin to that previous indicator is that it's it's foolish to be self-destructive. Yeah. Proverbs 14.1 says that the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tear it down with their own hands. And so it's a, it's a remarkable thing uh, to always see people in the streets tearing things down. Yeah. For, oh. for whatever reason, whether, whether it be uh, what is perceived as justifiable, um, a miscarriage of justice in some way, uh, there was a, a wrong that was done publicly, so therefore— So let's burn the city let's down. Burn the, that is always a sign of foolish behavior. Absolutely. And then the last one that we have is it's foolish to be intoxicated. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker, strong drink, a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. Okay, so that's twelve indications that uh, that you might be exhibiting foolish behavior in your life. And I got to tell you, Brian, it's it's good to just rehearse some of these passages in Proverbs as kind of a a little gut check for myself. Do do I exhibit any of these sorts of behaviors or patterns? Uh, certainly, don't want them to um, exist in my life. Um, if if things Things tend to kind of creep in sometimes yeah. without us being uh, being mindful or or vigilant and watching, and so so this is just a good exercise to walk through what the Bible says about what a fool is, and um, and you know this Bible study actually contains a, kind of a second part to it, and there are ten tips for dealing with fools, and I think we'll tackle that next time on our next episode yeah. of of the lens but this will take us into our final segment and uh, we call this segment what in the world what in the world so brian last week uh you went to uh, to a musical and i took my wife mandy last night and we went to see the musical 
Les Mis, Les right. Miserables, <laughs> and uh, Victor Hugo. That's right. So, um, so Brian, what, what was your takeaway from uh, from your experience with your beautiful wife? Yeah, so you and I both uh, saw the musical at the Schuster Center in Dayton. Yep. Just a fantastical, fantastical. Fan- That's a good word. Yeah, fan- yeah. it's just a great auditorium, a neat place to take in a musical. The set was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, now, this is a musical, and I got to be honest, I'm, I'm just a dumb jock. Uh, I have an appreciation for music. I like music. I'm not typically drawn toward musicals. I loved it. Oh, absolutely. I I loved the set was great. The music was awesome. And the talent the that was talent. on stage was unbelievable. Oh, my word. It was like going, I mean, New York City couldn't have had any better uh, uh talent than, than what we had there last night um or or this week yeah so yeah you know um i i like you i was a jock i was a farm boy i'd probably prefer to be on a tractor over going <laughs> to a to a musical i had never i had never been to a concert until i met my wife who was from the the east and um uh her dad was a professional musician so i i started to get into it a little bit uh we've been to a few musicals um but this was this was absolutely uh fantastic and and it has some correlations here um so when you think about gospel correlations, there was actually a lot that oozed out of there, wasn't there? Well, yeah. So uh, most of our listeners is familiar with the story of Les Miserables. And uh, this story has been around for a long, long time. Uh, it was actually put to a movie here not too long ago. Uh, the musical has been been around. The songs are familiar as we hear them in different corners of our of uh, of culture and and uh, and yet the story has some incredible gospel undertones and so when you think about uh, uh, the the main character his name is Jean Valjean mm-hmm. and uh, the, the musical begins with his release from prison he was just in prison for 19 years yeah. he lived in a very very difficult time in France uh, uh, food was scarce and he stole some bread to feed himself and his family and yeah. he goes to jail for 19 years yeah hard That's, labor yeah no joke and so he's he gets out and uh, and and as he's leaving uh, his imprisonment the uh, uh, the bad guy I kind of forget his name off the yeah. top of my head but the bad guy who kind of follows him throughout the story tells Jean Valjean you're a thief you'll always be a thief and uh, there's really no hope for you. And so he's trying to find work, and he's trying to find housing, and he's trying to just put the pieces of his life back together again, and he can't find uh, a job. When people find out that he was a prisoner, he's rejected. And yet there was a man that brought him in, into his own home, uh, cleaned him, clothed him, fed him. And uh, when he wasn't looking, Jean Valjean was looking at the silver the silverware there uh, and the place setting that he was. And he says, oh, I could take this silver and I could, I could use it to, to make a better life for myself. So he steals the silver and he leaves. And the bad guy, the, uh, uh, the jailer, mm-hmm. the investigator finds him and uh, they're getting ready to throw him back in jail. I see. I told you, Jean Valjean, you're a thief and you'll always be a thief. And just then the man who had taken Jean Valjean in, shows up and he says, oh, this man is not a thief. I gave him the silverware. And by the way, here's more. 
And in your haste of leaving, you forgot these silver candlesticks. I want you to have them too. Yeah. And everyone was taken aback and they leave. And the man says to him, I'm giving these to you as a gift. Mm. Change your life. Change your life. And it was akin almost to Jesus and some of the interactions that he had with people in the New Testament. And uh, you think about that that woman who was accused of adultery and and uh, the Pharisees were there and they were ready to stone her. And, and he steps in and he says, hey, you who are without sin, why don't you cast the first stone? Right. And uh, one by one, those Pharisees left. And uh, Jesus uh, kind of leaves that interaction with her and he says, I want you to go and sin no more. Mm. Yeah, so so many great parallels and uh, to, to to the gospel message and what Jesus has done for us, where we were all sin. The Bible says we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God, and that He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, so That's that right. we can have forgiveness and be considered righteous. That's right. Uh, without the penalty of sin. That's right. Uh, su- such great parallels. Well, that's uh, what in the world. And uh, boy, I-, I hope that this has resonated with you a little bit and that you can find some truths out of here as you listen to this. Uh, what is a fool? Don't be a fool. And we're going to pursue what is the opposite of a fool on our next broadcast. Have a great day. 